We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Reggie keeps expecting to hear the music for his show, The Get Right, whenever we come back into the top of the hour. But that is the KNC Masterpieces. Sure is. The Stand Up by The Prodigy is the name of that song, if you ever want to go check that out. Joining us right now, it is Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Mickey, how are we doing today, sir? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing very well. I uh, had a good holiday so far. Looking forward to the new year and rolling around as the Cowboys start facing the playoffs. But I, I, there are a couple things we got to figure out here. We got the Titans on Thursday, but we still have some recovery from that game against Philadelphia. The How are you feeling about where they're looking, the direction they're heading right now? You mean from an injury standpoint? Yeah, or? yes. Uh, it sounds like... You know, and what they do today is not going to be much different than what they did yesterday. Uh, so it's a, you know, this would be like their, I guess, Thursday uh, during a normal week uh, when they put the pads on, but that's not going to happen this week. So uh, I think they're projecting that uh, the one concern that came up in the press conference was Tony Pollard, but. Uh, they felt like he would be able to do everything that he did last week um, at this time, but it's a kind of a glorified walkthrough. So we'll see where that one goes. Uh, McCarthy did point out that they make sure they get Malik Davis some snaps in these type of, I guess they call it mock game uh, practices. Sam Williams uh, should be good to go. Um, he cleared concussion protocol or sore neck, whatever, uh, you know, he ended up with after the, uh, unfortunate accident last week. Uh, so I think he's good to go. And, uh, I think everybody else that, uh, they listed yesterday other than Vander Esch was limited and there was a good chance he was going to miss at least two games. So we'll see, uh, if he progresses any this week, but I bet they take it. Uh, very cautiously with him to make sure he's uh, as close to 100% uh, as can be when they hit the playoffs. Hey, Mickey, it's Reggie. Reggie, what's up? Not much. Uh, just picking up the slack for those other jokers who mm. went and actually spent time with their families. Well, they better else. watch out for that slack <laughs> might get extended on them. Hey, we'll see. We'll, we can see if we can Wally Pip them. Um, but for the time being, we're talking about you know the health of this team. I mean, how unlucky is it that this team – gets the short week and goes in to play a Tennessee Titans team that has built their entire identity on, like, kind of toughness. Yeah, although they've got some serious injuries, too. Uh, So that might, you know, minimize uh, uh, some of that. I mean, they're going to be playing a backup quarterback 
Um, not, I'm not sure about Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, they had a long list of injuries. And again, uh, what, what seems to be taking place going into this game is it really doesn't – their season's going to come down to next week when they play Jacksonville – uh, because even if they lose this game and they're a game behind uh, Jacksonville, if they beat them, uh, that means they would split uh, their their two games. Uh, and so it'll come down to the division record, and they've already will are assured of having a better division record. So I'm interested to see how Tennessee will treat this game, knowing they've got a bunch of injuries, uh, or if they'll just – Say, well, okay, well, let's get a next. This is a short week. We got to maybe rest a bunch of people because next week's game is uh, ultimately important. So, from a from a toughness standpoint, you know, I think the Cowboys are are okay. I I would like to see Van Der Esch out. You never like to see your leading tackler miss a game, and just missing the game now he's second. He's one behind Donovan Wilson, so that's what kind of lead he had. He had kind of a one-game lead on him. So you would like to see him out there. Uh, Obviously, they're still without Jonathan Hankins. Uh, They're hoping he's ready to go for the playoffs, and certainly he makes a a, a difference, I think, in in the run game. And now they've just got to keep – and so they're – and it just dawned on me, I was looking at the list, they've clinched the fifth seed, right? Mm -hmm. No one can be better than – uh, better than their 11 wins on the teams that aren't winning a division. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that, you know, if you get Hankins back and you get two more games to kind of sort out what you're going to be doing at the cornerback positions once you get into the playoffs. So I think they've got to treat these games like, all right, how do we want to do this? Do we want Deron Bland outside and then moving in? Uh, in the in the slot on the nickel, and is it Nashawn Wright on the outside? Because that's kind of the way they ended the game uh, this past uh, uh, Christmas Eve, and it kind of looked okay. I thought Wright did pretty good for a guy that hadn't had that many snaps in a game uh, probably in his career. Uh, but that's one thing that I think it's going to be ultimately important to sort out in these next two games. The do you share the same sentiment about the pass rush that Mike McCarthy shares, or do you have a little more? Mm, there, y'all need y'all need to do something there. Yeah, and I understand what teams are doing against them, uh, and I think it started with Indianapolis, where uh, you know the quarterbacks rolling out quite a bit, uh, getting the pass off quickly, uh, doing a lot of misdirection screens and things like that to try to neutralize uh, the pass rush. Uh, but yeah, you would like to see more than one sack in the last three games and getting shut out in two of the three games. Uh, and I don't know if teams, you know, they've adjusted how they're playing, uh, to that Cowboy pass rush. Now, if you look at, um, you know, the last four plays the Eagles had, that pass rush was pretty significant. Now they didn't get the, you know, knock down, close out, sack that you would have liked to see but the pressure was pretty heavy uh on Gardner Minshew and he had to throw of those four passes I think he threw away two on purpose either guys were covered or he was under duress and he knew he couldn't take a sack uh so there was some pressure there 
uh, but they just aren't getting the guys on the ground. Uh, it's got to improve, uh, but you would like to see it improve without having to blitz and send extra people uh, to get to the opposing quarterback. Now, you're going to get another young quarterback uh, on Thursday, and again, I'm sure they're devising a plan to try to counter uh, the Cowboys' intense pass rush, keep the quarterback on the move. And again, I you know, is, is that a, a plus for those types of quarterbacks? Can they throw on the run well? Gardner Minshew did, right? 355, that's pretty darn good. Uh, now we'll see what this guy can do and what happens going forward. Malik Willis, be interesting to see if they're like, hey, we're putting the ball in your hands, or you know what? We're just going to put the ball in Derrick Henry's hands. If he's if he's healthy enough right. to play, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and I'm sure, and you know, and that's what teams are thinking. They don't want to face that pass rush. Uh, it's not like okay, we got this figured out. You know, they they want to run the ball, even if they're behind. They want to keep running uh, to to make sure that they don't have to face that pass rush in uh, certain pass rush situations. I mean, if you look at it, in the last four games, teams have run the ball at least 27 times with a high of 37 uh, with Houston, and even Philadelphia ran it 29 times. Uh, so even if they're trailing, they're, they're saying, oh, we're going to run the ball, you know. So uh, they're trying to stay away from that, that pass rush. Now, you would like to see, you know, if they were totally healthy with – uh, Dorrance Armstrong been dealing with you know an ankle then a knee, uh, and so to to get their full contingent of pass rushers up there would be great. Where you don't feel like you got to play Micah Parsons every down that he plays uh, at defensive end. Now, Mickey, um, let's talk about T. Y. Hilton, who obviously made a phenomenal play in a really uh, important situation. Now, we were talking earlier in the show about, you know, just the way in which he made that play, the speed that he displayed. But obviously now that has been that's been put on wax. And I imagine defenses will try and account better for that. What, you know, usage do you see from him going forward? Do you still kind of see him being somebody who will utilize a little bit of that speed or what do you kind of envision? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they can see the speed, but until they feel it, it's a different situation, right? And he only played 12 snaps in the game. Uh, so I would imagine his snap cut, uh, snap count increases. Uh, and, and you know, he can, do, he can do more than just run deep. And, and by the way, uh, they tried to double him, uh, and the safety didn't understand his speed. Uh, because when I went back and looked at the play and I thought uh, Darius Slay was just making an excuse – but he was looking almost the whole way at the quarterback. And, I, and he said it afterwards that he was – and I would have said it too, right, if I got beat by five yards. Yeah, I was supposed to have help over the top for the <laughs> right. safety, right? Do your job. Yeah. Everybody does right. their jobs. We're okay. Yeah. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he was with them, and then he was looking, looking, and all of a sudden he's five yards behind. And the safety – who started off in the slot. They were almost playing four across. The safety on the, in the slot was on Cavante uh, Turpin, and Turpin ran a curl over the middle, and I assume they did that to try to get that safety out of there, and he didn't go with him. He passed him off, and he headed towards Hilton, and he couldn't get there f soon enough. As a matter of fact, he grabbed him, right? Uh, before uh, the catch was made. N no flag, of course. And I thought Hilton... 
his his thinking on it is this way: I can't. I've got to make contested catches. I can't leave it in the refs' hands. He said because what happens if you know I feel like they held me and they don't throw a flag? What am I doing? I'm going back to the sideline with nothing. So I, I, I he, he's my new favorite player, by the way. Just listening wow. to him talk and the things he says, how confident he is. He knows he's fast. Uh, and, um, you know, as he said, you know, after two practices, he said, I was good to go. I, I was ready to play. He goes, you know, they were being cautious with me. So when somebody asks him, do you think you're going to get more snaps? And he goes, well, I hope so. So, yeah. And, and, and on top of that, the fact that he isn't hesitant to help the other young guys. Think about it. He's the most experienced receiver they have on the team. You know, everybody else other than Noah Brown, who hasn't played that many snaps in his career, uh, is no more than a third-year receiver. So that's a young receiving core. So, yeah, uh, he's kind of treating it uh, – you know, kind of the way Jason Peters was treating the offensive line, the young offensive lineman. You know, whatever they need, I'll help them with. And you got to love that. Mickey, I, I don't know, like, if y'all have already done a piece like this on DallasCowboys.com, but as I was driving in this morning listening to Jerry talk about, you know, Peters and some of the, the other free agents that they had, the veteran free agents that they added, I started wondering over the last, like, five years, is this the best group of free agents, veteran free agents they've added? Barr's been a, a contributor for this team. Uh, you know, you've had Jason Peters be a contributor in big moments. And on top of that, the things that he's been able to do, helping Tyler Smith along and just being a you know good mentor for the team has been fantastic. And now you add T.Y. Hilton. I wonder if this is the best crop. And I'm I, obviously a lot of it does go with like Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe and just not working out. Right. But and those this things is, happen. Yeah. And, and, and this is probably the most productive mid-season additions they've had because mm-hmm. normally you know okay you do it at the beginning of the season and uh you know so be it let's see how it works out but for mid-season uh additions uh, yeah these guys you know and uh you know hilton okay he's he's got one catch right but it was a significant catch I was joking with somebody the other day. I said, well, he leads the league in average yards per catch. It's 52, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Nobody I, and, else has that. And, you know, if you look at uh, other free agents uh, that they added, uh, you know, we got to consider Brett Maher, right? Yes, absolutely. Pretty darn good. I mean, this guy wasn't with the team, you know, two weeks in, not until two weeks in the training camp. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if you if you count that one. Uh, I think uh, Barr ha- has had his moments. Uh, this might have been one of his better games. I thought so. From a tackle standpoint, yeah. he had, what, seven or eight uh, and the fumble recovery. Let's just keep him out of coverage if we can. Well, yeah. and, and that's not him. Right. Right? <laughs> I mean, he, he made his bones in Minnesota as, you know, a pass-rushing outside linebacker uh, and a strong side linebacker, not a guy that, that, you know, needs to go into coverage, but when you're going to play this defense that they've been playing, um, you know, other than Vander Esch, you know, he's probably the next best guy. Although I think Damone Clark is starting to catch up, uh, with his ability to, to cover, but he's young. He's only played not even a half a season. Uh, so he's kind of been forced into, uh, that situation, but yeah, I, I, I just think that, um, the production they've got from those guys. And, you know, and Jason Peters hasn't lit it up, but he's been 
you know, serviceable. He's been good enough to go in there in a pinch and, and help out. And, again, a very young offensive line, uh, you know, until Tyron got back, you know, Zach was the only guy, you know, starting on that offensive line that was, you know, in more than just the third year. And then they lose the third-year guy, uh, Terrence Steele, uh, for the season, who, by the way, has already had his surgery and saw him walking around in the, in the, in the locker room. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, and they lose other veteran guys like Anthony Brown and, you know, Jordan Lewis, and all of a sudden a fifth-round draft choice is leading the team with five interceptions, Deron Bland. You, know, you certainly didn't plan on that. So they've had a lot of, um, let's, what should I call it, unexpected uh, production from some guys uh, that have really helped them get to this point in the season. Really appreciate your time, Mickey. We will talk with you tomorrow, I believe, 1030. Good, sir. I think that should work because we don't have a press conference, but we got a plane hopefully waiting at DFW, right? There we go. Hopefully you can get off and be there just fine. All right, Mickey, have a good one. All right, see you guys. Take we, care. We didn't even talk to him about the curtains. You know, we can avoid Ooh, it for just one true. segment. But next. Just like regular curtains, or were we talking about the human curtain idea? Well, well, speaking of. What? Have you seen the unveiling? Of the Dirk statue. See, there was a curtain around it. That's true. Next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Reggie and I continuing conversation about the Cowboys while we're in break as things move along here. Did you get to see the Dirk Nowitzki statue yet? 877-881-1053. Other than just on Twitter 
or Facebook or whatever. Oh, like going by it. Yeah, have you have you had an opportunity to go down to downtown, get to the Victory Plaza, run by and go, man, that statue is pretty cool looking. I have not yet, but I do plan on taking the kids down there because they love Dirk. We all love Dirk. Uh, and I want to, I want them to see, to see that. I think it's a really cool, a really cool thing for him to have that out there. I think it's cool for the Mavericks fan base to have that out there. That's the, that's the thing we can kind of hang our hat on is we had dirt for a while. Uh, it, it, a long, yeah, it's like 20 years. While. It, a tw- did you hear Luca over the weekend when they, he was asked about that? <clears throat> I think Dirk had mentioned that he hopes that Luca can spend 21 seasons with the Mavericks. He did, and Luca was like, uh, he was like, oh man, that's a really long time. He was <laughs> like, like oh, <laughs> do not say this because it will get replayed if you leave. He was like, I think, uh, I think I'd rather be on my farm. You know, at that point, after that many years, it's a lot of basketball, and he has the ball a lot. Dirk was able to. It's it's amazing, Dirk's body. Uh, I know he was going through some serious stuff just to get on on the court 100%. the last season, the stretching, the you know, all the stuff that he had to do just to go walk out there on the court. But you would probably think maybe his body didn't take as much of a toll because he wasn't a small guy with the ball in his hands. He was a big guy battling against big guys, getting knocked down, getting beat up. Like His body, as much as Kobe's, probably had you know very similar tread. Uh, for those guys to have that many years in the league and do what they did, still pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Was it? Have you seen it yet on Twitter? I mean, you're on. I've Twitter seen a lot. it on t- an ungodly amount. It's probably unhealthy. Actually, I'm just gonna say it's definitely unhealthy. Uh, no, I, I've absolutely seen it. And weirdly, the thing that has drawn my attention the most—it's not something significant. It feels like they they overaccentuated the amount of lean in the flamenco fa- flamingo fadeaway. Like he's like he's almost flat. Like he's leaning more horizontal. than he than he normally would. And and maybe I'm just like I used one reference photo or something, and maybe that was like Absolutely one where possible. he did not lean as much as others. But it feels like they got him laying down on the sofa. You know what I mean? <laughs> and look, it's cool. I'm not going to say that it's not cool. I'm like. Feels like we did a little much, but I'm very happy about the one way that they didn't do too much. I was very excited because this was, look, we all saw the little preview. What, what are you talking about? You, you remember when, the, you know, they gave us the little preview s- sculpture of the statue? And there was, you know, there was a certain effort. Like, they tried to give it that movement. And some of that still exists, right? The, you notice that the floor on it kind of sits there and rises up. Yes. And then you almost, if you look closely at his foot, the one that is still attached to the ground. There's like a little bit of, it almost looks like ghost figures of, oh, that's where the foot was as he rose up. And there was one other place in which they tried to add a little bit of motion. It oh, was in the basketball? It was the basketball. Where it looked like a sex toy? Yeah, that thing. That thing. And I was you like. You just said that, dude. I mean, I could have, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Because now you said it. Uh-huh. And now Joey can clip that if he needs to. <laughs> and we all win. From no. the 817, I thought it was leaning too far. Yes, Reggie, that's the point. It is exaggerated yeah. on purpose. And sometimes you exaggerate things to make it more evident. I just didn't know that that was necessary with the Dirk statue, but I still like it. In the 469, going to the game tonight, I plan on checking out the statue. I'm very pumped about it. It's going to be a great game to go to and is check that out. Is that going to ruin traffic patterns? Because I understand, like, Victory Plaza right there already gets, like, traffic. But the that, statue itself? That statue right there is kind of in the front corner right next to the street. I wonder if that's going to ruin the flow of everything because people are excited to see it. I am going to be very honest right now with all the Tolos out there. And I don't know how many people are with me on this. I don't know how many statues I've gone to see in my life. What, is, what does that mean? 
well, like I mean, intentionally like, gone. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm go, going to I this want place to go to see. see this statue. I don't know that I've ever done that before. I think I've maybe the the Longhorns that we have in Las Colinas, the the cattle drive that we have. Oh, okay, I went out there to check that out. Have you ever stopped at like a world's biggest item type place? No, but there's that place on the way down to Waco that has like the the uh, is it not the spaceship, but like the the it looks like a caterpillar uh, crawling out there oh, on yeah, the way down yeah. to Waco. I've stopped at that just to check it out before. So I guess so, maybe on like the side of the road, but never intentionally went somewhere. So like the Statue of Liberty, people intentionally go to see sure, the Statue of Liberty. Sure. Does anybody intentionally go to see the Shaquille O'Neal statue for the Lakers? Where he's dunking? Well, I think if you're going to that and you're braving traffic, I think most of the times you're going You're going to the game. game. So yeah. maybe I, when you ask the question about traffic patterns, I don't know if it's going to kill it because maybe people are, that are there just going to the game and they're going to stop by anyway. I I loved as they were describing it. It was very, you, you said this, it was very difficult for the artist to come up with the one shot that defined it. And he said he had really? to, yeah, he said he had to really like, they had to take he you know so many different eras of Dirk, so many different moments that that shot mattered. You know you want to signify that moment and be like, oh, this is the when that happened, but also give it like that was it had to encapsulate so many different things for Dirk. I don't know if I agree with that. That's I, what that's what like I think like Dirk, I, Dirk I, was like Holger wanted to do it himself, and I think Holger <laughs> in the conversation uh, that was one of the things that he wanted to do is he was like, I have a billion pictures of this shot. I had to figure out how to get it all. It wasn't the same, sure. exact same every time. And that's fair, Even yeah. though Dirk's mechanics were almost the same as, you know, as close to right. the same as they could you be. You think about him as being almost mechanical in the way that he operated. I mean, what, German engineering and all that. I don't know that you needed it to, like, encapsulate all of them. I think because it was such a singular thing, put any one of those, fo- like, one of those instances and immortalize it in bronze and everybody goes, that's cool. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I, I think it's different than, like, I was about to say Jordan, and that is the absolute wrong person. But, like, it's different than certain players where they had a whole bunch of different, you know, kind of memories throughout this throughout the year. And, of course, Dirk does have different memories. But, like, that one thing is something that's so well associated with Dirk to the point where you could put it as a silhouette on your court and everybody goes, know exactly what that is. Yeah, a lot of people do, yeah. And so I, didn't, I, I think you just, if you got one of them, you didn't need to try and have them be. In fact, that idea of movement was a cool artistic decision. But if they had just done a flat statue... And it was like a direct replica of Dirk doing the Flamingo fadeaway. Everybody goes, works. It makes Perfect. sense. Yeah. I think this was like the this was the hardest one to mess up, and which is why I'm so happy they didn't do the three ball thing at the top because <laughs> that was the one, one of the few ways in which you go, oh, you kind of messed it up. The I'm always amazed to hear other players talk about Dirk and LeBron uh, as the Lakers were in town. Did have some thoughts on the type of player that he was. Before the unveilment of what the statue would look like, I already knew what the statue was going to look like. It had to be a fadeaway one leg. It had to be. No question about it. Dirk is a he's a legend. He's an icon. Um, I think he's the greatest international player ever. Uh, put him right there with, with Manu. Um, but it, what he brought um, here, what he brought to the city, um, that boy was cold, man. Dirk was cold. He revolutionized with like a stretch four, Big could look like being able to put the ball on the ground, uh, uh, finish above the rim um, in his earlier years, and then just mastering that in between game as his game got, um, you know, a couple years down the line, and then he started taking it out to the three point line. You couldn't put a small on him because he was too big. You really couldn't put a slow big on him because he was too quick with his first step early on. 
and you could never block his shot because it was just he shot it behind his head, kind of like Larry Bird esque. When you talk about like top power forwards, top players of all time at that position, he, he's right up there with like Barkley and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, Kevin McHale, those guys. They tough. Dirk stuff. I, I really listen again. You can say what you want about LeBron. That doesn't matter to me. I I love to hear all the things that were just said. We said growing up watching Dirk, mm-hmm. and we knew it. Yeah, nobody, but we, but everybody else out there was like, he's a soft Euro. Yeah, the, the wider NBA landscape did so, not appreciate Dirk the way they needed to. But it seems like as if over in you know this is another thing players that played against him did and and once he got his championship it validated it all like then they were like oh man he became that guy he became the guy that you couldn't stop and he, he added to his game throughout his career all these elements that went along with it so it's nice to hear somebody on that other spectrum right. talk about it you you kind of well it's because in that in that clip lebron says he's one of the greatest if not the he greatest said, yeah, the best i put him right up there with me international player and i was like okay so we're gonna forget H- hakeem olajuwon exists but i don't i'm not sure like i think that that ends up being a discussion between hakeem and dirk and dirk has a fantastic record on this like for one dirk was the mvp um and one of the things that's interesting about dirk as you're mentioning right like here in this metroplex this Metroplex, I've always found it interesting how mad the Metroplex gets at everybody else for not appreciating Dirk when they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, the Metroplex was like, yo, we saw how cold he was, and everybody else is coming around to it. One of the ways in which that's happening is you look at the advanced, like, stats and analytics, which I know, like, the average person just kind of rolls their eyes at. One of the ways in which you can embrace it, and I hope you do, is that you go look at the advanced analytics and look at back at Dirk's uh, career, and you go, oh, he's actually better than like some of the more standard numbers would let you know. Like if you look at wind shares per 48, which is a, you know, obviously a little bit more deeper in um, metric, but the it, it off, often closely correlates with who wins uh, MVP is like who is oh, okay. best, uh, who has the best wind shares per 48 minutes play. And Dirk Nowitzki has fantastic wind shares per 48 throughout his career, like actually impacting winning. And that's some of the things that, we can all understand, right? We all appreciate from like seeing him uh, play, but like when you actually put it down in numbers and are able to quantify, you're like, damn, he was just so damn cold. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. in a way that I think the larger NBA landscape didn't appreciate, but here in this Metroplex, I know because I didn't heard everybody talk about it. I know locally appreciate. Well, I, I'll also add this: there was a, a segment of time. Let's not like act like it was always, you know, sunshine and butterflies. There was a segment of time. When people were like, trade him, get rid of this guy. He's never going to know about he'll never win a championship with Dirk is, you know, that's what was being thrown around. And then he carried that. Like, I understand we all in this Metroplex have an appreciation for all the pieces that were in there. But also, I think I don't think anybody will deny that was a singular star doing heavy lifting with also like great players around him. But like. A singular star showing up and saying, we are winning this thing. During, so I did watch the Mavs stream uh, as they were unveiling this. And I was like, man, that's a really nice curtain. I hope the Cowboys can use those kind of curtains uh, next time whenever we have the sun coming in. But Jason Kidd two times, specifically two times, mentioned, hey, 
don't let, maybe we can get some little burger statues around here uh, for all the guys <laughs> that carried you to that championship. Hey, it's nice that you got this statue. Where's ours? Like he did kind of throw out there. Hey, don't forget about the fact that you had some really good players alongside you at that time to get that championship. But man, I think that's the that is the the thing is DFW. They saw Dirk for 21 straight years on this team. Be loyal to the team. That's the 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 phrase that's on the on the statue. It's loyalty doesn't fade away. Our loyalty never fades away. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 21 Clever. letters yeah. for his 21 seasons as a Dallas Maverick. I thought that was really cool. And that's the thing that I think Mavs fans appreciated so much about him was how loyal he was to not only the Mavericks, but the city itself, how he embraced that part of it. And he sticks with that. And that's the, you know, that's why he gets the statue. On top of that, like, Jason it's kid. It, all the burgers for us. It's so, us. it's so easy to love the dude because the dude is just like, like, if he never played basketball in his life and that dude came across you as a human being, you would love him. Yes. And then you put on the tag on top of that, that he was incredible at yeah. basketball. Like, yeah. it's just so easy. I, I mean, knowing that watching that dude videos, was going to get a statue. Watching yeah. the videos of him, he's like, all right, what's the bit? Okay, I'm buying in on whatever this bit is. Let me do the best I can in my Dirk ways to do it. Like he, he was like, yeah, man, whatever this thing is, I understand what I am to the, the franchise. But while I'm here, let's all have some fun while we're doing it. Coming up next on the KNC Masterpiece, it's time for some gridiron gravy. Mm. Mac Jones is going to get one unless the NFL stops letting him get away with it. Next on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Buttermilk biscuits. This is weird. I was like, I don't know. What is my job? This, this is point? very weird. What am I supposed to do? We might have to bring that back into discussion uh, in the new year. What is that? Wait, what do you mean by that? Just kind of let Kevin and Mike see how that went. Oh. See if it was the appropriate uh, approach, because I thought I thought it was right. Joey knew exactly what he should do at the time, and he was like, "I'm not going to let Reggie, you know, create a pause here." Okay, yeah. So he went ahead and did it. Nice work, Joey. Thank Proud you. Proud of you, Reggie. I think that says a lot about you our be personalities. More assertive with your no, no, with no. Your biscuits <laughs> next no, time. J- Joey is absolutely the person who's like, "Look, there's a there's a there's a hole there. There's a gap there. I will step up and mm-hmm. I will." you know, be in that place. And I'm very much the person I'm like, anybody else want to do this? Uh-huh. Anybody? It's tradition. Anybody else want to do this? You okay, know. you got it. He learned after the first time. Yeah. Very quickly. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. How did that go? And from the 214, OMG, no, I wanted Reggie dip. 
So there you go. I appreciate what you did, Joey. Thank you. We could have dipped together. Man. He dips, you dip, you di y'all dip. It's a double dip. I need to put, my, double hand dip. put my hip. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing here. Great Iron Gravy brought to you by Diamond Factory. True. The <sighs> Eli Apple has called out Mac Jones and said, this dude is a dirty player. And I said this after he kicked somebody in the junk uh, when they were playing against the Bears. I was like, that you can't do that. You can't go in cleats up, spikes up trying to take somebody's junk out like that. He said, um, I don't know if you've seen the play, but it's a, it's a turnover. Mac Jones is running back down the field. Yes, he's chasing. He is and, not oh my going goodness. to. What? He is not going to catch. Uh, number 57, who is... Is that Tyquan Thornton? No. Tyquan Thornton. He's not going to catch... No, Tyquan Thornton is a wide receiver. Von Bell. There it is. Good job, team. He decides instead to just dive into another player's knee. I'm sorry, it was J Jermaine Pratt. Eli Apple. He di decides to dive into Eli Apple's knee. And he says... I went down in front of him to kind of get in the way to stop him from slowing down Taekwon, who obviously could make the tackle there. So just kind of went down in front of him trying to stop a fast guy from getting to another fast guy. It's a split-second decision, and there's a lot of things that goes into it. You're out there trying to compete, blah, 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 blah. All the respect for blah, blah, blah. But yeah, okay. just try the. They played a great game. All those things. Then he, he added, honestly, I was just playing the play. So I saw Taekwon running, and we were running to get him. He was saying that he was trying to block a defender from getting to a player who could get to the player who had the ball. I didn't like it at all, dude. I thought it was, I thought it was cheap and stupid. You know why I didn't like it? And it's not quite you, why you didn't like it. Why are you anywhere near the play? You're the quarterback. Have some respect. Like, in the, in the modern NFL, the quarterback means so damn much. You got to protect the golden arm. I mean, for his, there might be a little bit more bronze or whatever. But you got to protect the arm, man. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you getting involved in physicality and stuff? Now, we we have built the whole NFL around rules so that players can't touch you. Now you're just going to dive into people? What is wrong with you? What did he do whenever the – oh, he got hit whenever the they did against the Raiders. Oh, when uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones stiff-armed yeah, him into the Yeah, he got hit as, as that was going on, so – he hasn't learned just to stay away from the play altogether. Just walk to the. Isn't that what you say? Yeah. Take your. Just walk straight to the sidelines. Take your chin strap and just walk to the sideline. Well, I mean, keep your chin strap it. on just to make sure that nobody just hits get you. Get away from the play. Stay away. From, like, you've are The play is over for you. You threw an interception. Get the hell out of there. Because you know what's worse than throwing an interception? Also losing your quarterback on an interception. Yeah. Uh, JJ Watt has retired. He uh, made his announcement on Twitter, as most people do. Nowadays. Or that he intends to retire. That he intends to retire. This was the last home game of his career in Arizona, and uh, it sounds like he is going to retire. Great career for J.J. Watt. If, if J.J. Watt was not going to retire, because I did see some of his chatter on Twitter, would you want to sign him up if he was, like, Somebody available? Somebody texted in earlier and said, can you imagine J.J. Watt with Micah Parsons? And I was like, right now? No. Back then? If, like those two playing together, it'd be insane. Uh, but to like, I can't. You have he I has actually, nine and a half sacks this year. I would prefer uh, Tank at this point. I nine and a half at in his age thirty three season. Dang, 
on a defense that's not particularly not really good. great at all. And so that maybe like I maybe yeah, well, he would get some pressure, but I think you're just fine with the team that you have at this point. Um, Tua went into concussion protocol again. Third concussion that we can that we have documented on the season for Tua Tagovailoa in this season. Yeah. And Mike Florio has put out there saying Tua should not play again. And that at some point doctors are going to have to say, hey, somebody in the NFL is going to have to step in and say, we can't let this guy get back out onto the field. Evidently, what happened was uh, after the game against the Packers, he did report to the team that he uh, he was discussing some symptoms. Uh, and he met with the doctors and... They said, yep, time to go into protocol. But nobody saw it on the on the field. Nobody saw anything, but the symptoms popped up. Obviously, Tua being a guy who's like, look, I got to start taking care of myself better, said, hey, I noticed this as I was at home. We need to have a little discussion. But there he is again in protocol. And not that they are world beaters right now, but they're still in the hunt, and they still have some opportunities to do something. And this is, again, a season for Tua to say, hey, all the haters need to shut up. And this concussion thing might keep him from having an opportunity to shut them up himself. Sure, which is, I mean, that's somewhat unfortunate. But I think ultimately, and this is not going to be fun for, like, the football fan. But for that dude's sake, he needs to take this seriously because, like, these are the things that lead to problems 10 years down the road and stop you from having, like, a full life as opposed to a full football season. Yeah. You know, and so I think we've become, and, like, with the quarterback, it's so it's so obvious, and because of, like, the way that he was woozy, like he was trying to do drunken monkey, martial arts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw that, and it was so visible and visceral to us that I think it really spoke to us in addition to, like, the landscape that we have now where we know more about concussions and the ways that, um, you know, secondary concussions that happen after can be even more detrimental. The thing that I that has shaken me in some ways, we are very we we are very strong about the way that this goes with the quarterback, like the lineman that is dealing with a concussion that comes back. We're not great about that because we're not. It's easy for us to or we we keep our eyes on the quarterback during the play so we can tell when they're in and when they're not. It's we don't really pay attention unless like you're you know a super fan and really looking at it. You know which linemen are in at certain points and what happens when they go out and when they come back. And sometimes I'm like. Yo, we went really hard about the Tua Tungvaluwa, and man, it, it was real reckless for them to go back in the game. We're not great about doing this all the way across the board, and I really do hope that we become a lot better all the way across the board with some of these concussion things. Um, considering how nebulous a lot of this is, like there's not there's not the most hard and fast ways of doing this. You basically have someone looking into their eyes and being like, "Is he good or is he not good?" But you know, I I just really hope that we get better across the board because yeah, no, we we found that this is really problematic. It's interesting because it's like last night you saw a big play, a big hit, and people are dirty. And then in in the game you hear them say, "Look, the league wants to take these kinds of things out of the game." Yeah, and they're saying it's for the protection of the players. It also is a protection of their assets. And but I mean, they want to do that. But then protecting their assets, both from like player standpoint and from remember, we've seen lawsuits on the back end of some of these things yeah. coming back to the NFL. And then, but then there, and then there are people out there like that's soft. This, you're, we're just continuing to be soft. The league said that they want to do that. The players asked for it. They asked for a little bit of help there. Hey, we still want to be tough. This is, we play a tough sport. That is a that is a fact. They play a tough sport. The league says they want to try and get some of those things out of it. 
And does it cause other problems? Absolutely it does. But that's where it is right now. The Carolina Panthers brought in Josh Norman. Uh, key piece to their 2015 drive. I was about to say, is it, is it 2015? Because, uh, man. As J.C. Horn is scheduled to undergo surgery, and somebody asked earlier, hey, should we try and look into Josh Norman since we have cornerback issues? I, I don't know that the Cowboys are going to get a shot because the Panthers are doing Panther things. Also, right we're just going to let the name fool us? Uh, when was the last time Josh Norman was good? I don't remember. Okay. I don't know if you heard this from Jair Alexander after the game, but this may be my favorite post-game interview ever walk us through that play what happened and how'd you grab it oh man that's easy so i'm just lining up i seen number 10 motion oh, over hey jones <laughs> i seen number 10 coming across the field i said oh snap he fast so i bagged off when i bagged off i seen him coming he ran right in front of me i was like wow is he really overthrowing it huh took it down the sideline turned up with my guys gave the football to a little kid wearing 23. i love it Merry Christmas to you. I don't even have more to say. That was fantastic. <laughs> if you celebrate it, Merry Christmas, go enjoy time with your family. We got a dog, baby. Packers back. Look, man, I can hate the Packers, and when he's on the field, I can be mad that he's playing against whoever my receiver is. That was entertaining as hell. Yeah, because he's having fun. Yes. Like, it's so evident he's having fun. Like, he ain't... You realize he kind of cut that story kind of short. He was like, "Yeah, bada bing, bada boom, here we are." But he was having so much fun doing it. And I like, I look, I appreciate that. I love it. That's right. He threw two of those in there when he was Aaron Jones. But then he, I love the part two at the very end. He's like, gave it to a little kid wearing number twenty three. Saw a kid in the stands wearing a, wearing my jersey. Said, "I got to give it to him." That was that's if if that doesn't make you smile, mate. What are you doing today? Go smile. Go smile at somebody. Go do it right now. Yeah, go hang out in or a else. grocery store. Smile or else. Smile at somebody in an appropriate way. They're, never mind. Wait a minute. What are you doing right the now? The Broncos believe that they can fix Russell Wilson. <laughs> it's not what. What are you laughing about? They don't really have a choice. They have to. GM they, they have George to say this. Patton. Peyton. Peyton. Mm hmm said that he's seen flashes from Russell Wilson. He said, it's not whether Russ is fixable or not. We do believe he is. We do. That sounds like a person that's trying to convince himself still. They have no choice but to. Like, They're yes, stuck with him. This stinks for Nathaniel Hackett. I don't even know if he's a good coach or not. Oh, I think I feel very strongly that we know he's not a good coach. You don't know that. Why don't I? Their defense was good. So he, they had a good defense. So he, had a, for, he had a good except unit. For they, they gave up 51. But. So he had a good unit. On one side of the football, and uh -huh. they weren't they were that bad. I think we know that he's a bad coach. I don't understand. But the like, if your quarterback's bad, you can't be good. That's not true. Hold on, the Jets are a better football team than they are. They've had poor quarterback play. They can't be better than they are. What are you saying right now? They can only be so good right now because of the poor. Yeah, quarterback so good. Play. The Broncos have been awful all season. Their defense long. has been really good. While and still they're awful. Like you, that's the point. Because their offense is so bad. Because they're quarterback. But you're right. They can't do anything because there's a lot of money owed. They gave up a lot of assets to acquire that guy. Unfortunately, Nathaniel Hackett, who we still don't know if he can coach or not. I know. Is Look, no I'm longer telling you, a coach in the NFL. For the time being. Actually, we'll get into a little more of the coaching carousel coming up here at 120. Coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece do you still have hope for this Cowboys team, or are they testing you too much right now as they head towards the playoffs next on The Fan? 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.